You probably couldn't tell because, well, I played it pretty cool. You might even say I was suave. You might say I was suave, but I had some first-time jitters, a couple butterflies. I've been waiting a long time for this. The wedding, Labor Day weekend with you in 05. It was my first time slow dancing with a guy. I didn't know if it was yours, though you were remarkably collected for a moment that was kind of remarkable. Of course, I didn't find out why until the night after the wedding. Then, my couple of butterflies seemed cute compared to the kaleidoscope. That is a flock of butterflies. I know, fun piece of trivia, right? Put it in your pocket. Save it for later. You're welcome. Compared to the kaleidoscope you had. Now, there have been girls prior, proms and such, and it was always okay. I liked slow dancing, actually. It was the only dancing I really excelled at. I've no rhythm, remember? Rhythmically standing, though. Soft rocking? That's my wheelhouse. But there was more to it than that that I liked. It was timeless. The songs change, sure. And so does what's in fashion. But the ritual, the ceremony of it, never does. It's classic romance. Understated. Intimate and still spotlit. And I'd been okay with practicing. Until the partner was right. Rehearsing for when sweaty palms wouldn't soak through satin and chiffon. When my eyes wouldn't focus on the floor. Or the fabric. And would get to sway inside that bubble. The one that keeps the world at bay. Until the ballad just... Fades away. It's on a corner south of the city. A pizza joint that's part of family lore. When you walk in, the further back you go, past the tables and booths, and the cash-only bar complete with mirror that traffics mainly in non-pretentious pictures, toward the pinball and bowling that, as of last visit, were both still there. The more the light from the diamond-paned windows out front, one on each street, and the door where they meet, the more it gets lost in the grain of the wood-paneled walls. And you find you've traded the sunlight, or streetlights from the four-way, the outside, the ambient, for ambiance, for neon and nostalgia. For 1974, let's say. Elton John on the jukebox. Maybe John Denver. You know, pre-Muppets. They're barely 20. Introduced by a mutual friend. They're in a booth with a pizza, linguisa, and one of those pitchers. My mother, always the proper lady, tolerating the beer as it's a first date. A boy from the housing projects who spent summers slinging fried clams and onion rings. And he's out with a girl from a part of the city that 
Would you believe they still had debutante balls? And she spent her summers, well, she spent her summers summering at the family lake house. Each a different street. And still, through some kind of perpendicular serendipity, they found the corner, that place, behind those windows, at the door, where they meet. When I was a kid, I'd been there a handful of times. It was where mom and dad had their first date. It was where their movie started. Still, until one afternoon in our backyard, I was nine, maybe ten. It was like I'd only seen the box the movie came in. The one you took to the counter and traded for the tape. I knew it got two thumbs up and I knew the basic plot. Did your family have one of those rewinding machines? We didn't, but I always wanted one. The kind that looked like a car. It was hot. Outside, that is. Uh, my mother and her friends were under an umbrella. I was not actually in the backyard. I was inside, in the air conditioning. Rewinding a tape in the VCR, like a caveman. Also, I was eavesdropping through a cracked open window. I could hear everything. They were talking about husbands and how they met, first dates. I was fascinated. This was all new to me. It was followed by the unmistakable sound of boxed wine dispensing over ice. Two, maybe three cubes. You did not. Stop it. My mom had said she knew that night. It was pretty much first sight. She went on to tell them about the friend who introduced them, the pizza joint and the pitchers of beer, the first kiss, and she told them. She saw fireworks. That story stuck with me. That and seeing the handholds and handwritten notes, the flowers for no reason, the date nights and occasional dances I'd catch them in. The way they just enjoyed each other's company. It's simple, I know, but that's the keystone. They looked for each other around every corner. Still do. It all colored how I saw the world. Still does. I grew up looking for those fireworks, waiting to find that one person. I'd never be complete until I did. That's what I began to think. That's where it started. Listening to ladies. Day drink. It's a glow. It's hard to describe. Whatever it is, my parents have it. Some might call it a Capra-esque quality. Yeah, if they were old, Aaron would say, before telling me my romantic reference needs a Ringwald or a Roberts, but he'd agree. They have something. He saw it the first time he met them. He says you can just tell when a couple has it. The boy called it magic. That's the word he used the first time he met my parents back in college, summer of 97. He said they had something magic. 
They became like a second set of parents to him, the same way his were to me for the better part of four years. So, naturally, they were invited to his wedding. That's where you met them for the first time. They came up Friday. You and I flew in Thursday morning. Thank you for your patience, ladies and gentlemen. There was a Madras sport jacket. Crimson and navy. Mostly muted tones. I'd found it earlier that summer. I'd been saving it for this weekend to wear over a white v-neck with some lightly distressed boot-cut jeans. To be accessorized with a tasteful bathtub chain necklace, leather bracelet, and scarlet sunglasses that complemented both the blazer and the crimson and gray suede pumas. But other than all that, I really hadn't given much thought to the outfit I'd wear to meet you for the first time. You and the couple-to-be were waiting at baggage claim one. I stopped in the restroom for a quick refresh. I felt good, confident. I checked my hair, I checked the concealer, I put on my... Never mind that, actually. As I got closer to the sound of belts and bags, though, my confidence started to melt. I was sweating it all out walking down the concourse. I couldn't feel any air conditioning. It was just a wall of windows and the blazing sun. We'd booked one room at the hotel. I know, bold move by us, right? What if what we had on the phone, though, and in a few emails, didn't translate? There were no more rooms available. What if we didn't get along in person? What if you didn't like me once the crazy shield, that shield you keep up for the first few dates until you get to know each other really, really well, comes down? What if you found my scarlet sunglasses and bathtub chain necklace Tasteful, obviously, but just too much. Not for you. We were going to be with each other four days and four nights. That's significant. A substantial prize on a game show, either on its own or as part of your showcase. I was starting to panic. There you were, standing at the carousel next to your best friend and the boy she was going to marry, holding your right elbow in your left hand, trademark, two fingers on your lips. Your dark hair was tousled and pushed forward. You'd just had it cut that week. A new place, if I recall. I liked it. You'd been to the beach, too. That fair skin. A little of the SoCal sun, or any sun, and your skin was kissed pink. You were glad I had that concealer. Finally, after three months on the phone, the distance between us began to close. Jesus, he's so slender, I thought. You had the hips I'd longed for since, well, since I knew what hips were. Pants just fit you. They hung the way they were supposed to. I was so jealous. You were dressed in a light blue long sleeve tee. The sleeves were rolled up. Your jeans were a medium wash, slight flare. They were the ones with the two-tone back pockets that I always wanted to borrow, but couldn't because of my birthing hips. Your shoes gave you a little extra height, not that you needed it. They were brown loafers, and they had a slight heel, somewhere between kitten and cowboy. Your look was easygoing, like you. No jewelry, nothing flashy, 
Simple, but still put together. First her, then him, then I went in to hug you. But not before I said, well, okay now, here we are then. Huh? Smooth. Someone made a crack about my overpacking. After that, the conversation, as well as my two checked bags for four days, didn't take long to pick up. By the time we were squished in the back seat with Kulakus, it felt natural, like we'd always known each other. After we picked up our tuxes, I negotiated a tight 20-minute window with the bride for a stop at a nearby grocery store. We were on a schedule. Literally, it was printed out. I ditched you all in bulk foods, then scurried off for a bottle of red and something from better cheeses. But I told you it was just bottled water and chips. And ooh, Snickers. When we finally got to the hotel, you just dropped your stuff on the bed and stood back. You'd been waiting to see this. I'd been talking about it all summer. The process that is me preparing a hotel room. First, I remove all stationery, magazines, and those tacky table tents. Ugh. Anything promotional or unnatural, in my opinion, needs to go. No reminders that this is a rental. Furniture gets repositioned only if necessary. In this case, it was necessary. Glassware, ice buckets, small appliances, those get relocated too. Do you keep your coffee maker and random assortment of tea and non-dairy creamers out in full view on your dresser at home? No, you don't. It's lunacy. So why do it here? Then, no matter the length of the stay... I unpack my bags and place pants, t-shirts, and delicates in the drawers. Everything else goes on hangers in the closet, and luggage is stowed as out of sight as possible. After that, it's just a question of where to place your travel candle and what to put your fake flowers in. Honestly, it sounds like a lot, but I can do it in less than 20. But less than 30. 45 tops. The itinerary had us meeting the bride and groom for dinner that night. A double date. So, while you were readying in the bathroom, I built a little bistro scene in the corner by the window. The cheeses were plated on plastic, but you couldn't tell from a distance. I put two well-traveled daisies in a water glass, sans water, queued up some music and uncorked the wine. Then, I lit the candle. You gasped, mainly because you'd never seen a travel candle. Cute, right? It comes in a zippered case. But also because I think you were surprised. There was a toast and a sip. And before we sat down to a side table and two mismatched chairs, chairs that just worked, just fit, There was a tug on your hip. I could feel your heart beating. Hi. 
I said. Then I kissed you. And there, in a now tastefully and minimally appointed hotel room, all the questions that crossed my mind were answered. I was in if you were. The wedding was Saturday, so Sunday we had all to ourselves. We borrowed a car and went to check out some local wineries. We only found two, but I was okay with that. It was just nice to be with you. Driving, just being. The ambient, the outside world, gone. Swapped out for the ambiance of your mom's Honda and the mix CD I made you. You know what I just realized? I think we left that CD in the car. We were a few songs in when you decided to tell me about your uncle, one of the most instantly warm people I'd ever met in my life. And the two of you just lit up around each other. I knew how close you were. You'd told me. He was like a second father to you. He and your aunt sat right next to us at the reception. They were part of the bride's extended family. Now, you had come out to almost everyone in your life, but not them. You just hadn't gotten around to it. It can still be a little nerve-wracking coming out, especially when you're that close. But if there was a kaleidoscope, it didn't show. By your side, Sade. That was the song playing when I pulled you by the hand onto the dance floor. Like I said, I played it cool. Actually, suave, I believe, was the word I used. But I'd been waiting my entire life for this. I was giddy. Like, schoolgirl giddy. You know, all on the inside, of course. Just as we started to sway, you told me. You saw your uncle over my shoulder. The two of you caught each other's eyes for just a second. Then he smiled at you. And he winked. And with that wink, inside that bubble, the one that keeps the world at bay, until the ballad fades away. We were changed in a blink. Changed for good. Your flight back to Los Angeles the next day was leaving first. Mine back to Boston was a little over an hour later. So I hung out with you until your final call, when we held each other for as long as we could. I felt one of your tears trickle down my neck. Then I lifted my head and whispered those three words. When I finally got a look at your eyes, 
they were pretty washed out. But you mustered a smile and gave me a kiss and said those three words right back. Hey, we can figure this out, I said as you wiped your eyes with your thumb. It was all I could think to say. Then you turned and disappeared down the jetway for like a minute. <laughs> I'll never forget this. You popped out at the end and then when you turned and saw me through the window, you started waving wildly. You got a lot of looks from the people behind you. Then I waved back and you blew me a kiss. I held it together until the plane pushed back. Oof. I felt the burn behind my eyes, the lump in my throat. This was happening and there was no pulling it together. I put on the scarlet sunglasses and found an empty gate with nearby multiple McMuffins and hash browns. This is why I don't have your slender hips. Every emotion, the waiting, the entire weekend, it all hit me at once. And the possibility, barely 20, <clears throat> 30, introduced by a mutual friend, a corner, a first kiss, fireworks. But it was just that, possibility. I'd said those three words and now I was full of uncertainty. We had careers, jobs in our respective fields on different coasts that weren't easy to come by. I couldn't imagine how this would turn out. <laughs>